This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, March 8th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. VA negotiations to restart soon. American Rescue Plan survives Senate and Stabenow dampens carbon bank talk. Crowfoot calls for patience on voluntary agreements. Natural Resources Secretary Wade Crowfoot says the Delta flows issue has been decades in the making and, quote, it's going to take some time to figure this out, with the administration having worked just two years on it so far. Crowfoot was speaking at the annual meeting of the Northern California Water Association last week. His comments followed months of criticism from environmental groups that negotiations over voluntary agreements have delayed critical state action and not presented any tangible solutions. Water agencies wanted to know when the Newsom administration plans to return to the negotiating table to reach a compromise between the framework plan the administration presented early last year and an earlier proposal from water contractors. The time is generally now the focus on trying to get this done and turned into a proposal for consideration by the state water board, said Crowfoot. This spring, we should get back around the table. He noted that the Water Board is required by state and federal laws to move forward on the next phase for a Bay Delta plan, regardless of voluntary agreements. Cal EPA Deputy Secretary Kristen Peer, who serves as a special counsel for water policy, added that, quote, the time is now for rounding out the discussions and getting a package together. Peer urged stakeholders, quote, to stay tuned for public notices and be prepared for a lot of process before anything is completed. ZEV mandate presents new hurdles for moving goods at ports. Smaller operators hauling goods at California ports have difficult decisions ahead of them as the Air Resources Board, CARB, begins to implement a statewide clean trucks regulation in 2023. Jamie Levin of the Center for Transportation and the Environment raised this point at a CARB workshop last week. He said a number of operators moving processed foods, canned foods, wines, and refrigerated processed meats need to pull heavier payloads than those pulling durable goods. Some will put in smaller engines or even remove seats to lighten the truck weight for this. Those operators also need tractor trucks flexible enough to handle both long and short hauls. Even fuel cells, which are a lot lighter than battery tractors, cannot allow them to pull the loads coming off the ships at the port, he said. You've got to really understand their business or else all the best efforts we have here to move toward zero emission will not be sustainable. A CARB staff researcher explained that the regulation allows time for those owners to, quote, make their business decisions based on what technology does. She said the state is working on incentives to help offset the upfront costs, and CARB is pushing for 800 zero-emission trucks to be ordered this year. On that note... A new Beacon Economics report finds that shipping container shortages at California's ports led to marginally lower exports last month. Shipping lines profit from transporting products from Asia to North America, but not by hauling goods in the other direction, according to the report. 
Many have been stockpiling empty containers or sending them back to Asia as a more cost-effective way to meet the demand. With indications of a strong first quarter in 2021 and still low inventory-to-sales ratios in the U.S., it's fair to suggest that these congestion issues won't be going away very quickly, said Christopher Thornburg, founding partner of the firm. Massive stimulus bill nears finish line. The House this week is expected to clear President Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan after Senate Democrats fought off GOP attempts to gut the package in a marathon debate that went all night Friday and nearly till noon on Saturday. Among the provisions GOP senators targeted was the provision that would provide direct payments to minority farmers who hold USDA director guaranteed loans. Now take note, minority farmers could receive payments worth up to 120% of their indebtedness on director guaranteed USDA loans. The additional 20% is intended to pay off the taxes the farmers would owe on the payments. The Congressional Budget Office estimates that 15,000 farmers would claim the payments and get an average of about $222,000, according to a source familiar with the CBO score. The Senate made a slight change that could allow USDA to cap the payments. The original House version said the payments must be equal to 120% of the indebtedness. The Senate changed that to up to 120 percent. A USDA spokesman said the department didn't ask for the authority to cap payments, but said USDA would work with the language in the bill. You can read more about the Senate debate and the stimulus package at agripulse.com. Stabenow cautions on carbon bank. The idea that USDA will set up an ag carbon bank to buy credits may not be a done deal. Senate Ag Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow told AgriPulse she hopes to use a hearing this week to hear recommendations from farmers on how the government should encourage climate-friendly practices. And she cautioned against assuming a carbon bank would be in the mix. USDA's top climate advisor, Robert Bonney, has proposed the carbon bank as a way to guarantee the prices farmers would get for credits. There is no one definition of a carbon bank that has been dubbed as a thing, she said. It could be putting more money into conservation. It could be USDA matching dollar for dollar the values of the carbon credit that farmers get. You can read more in our Washington Week Ahead at AgriPulse.com. Here's today's She Said It. The vaccine is that piece that we share in common. Everybody wants it. That's Sarate Martinez, Executive Director of the Bi-National Center for the Development of Oxican Indigenous Communities and describing ag employers and farm workers. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, March 8th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jack Daly.